Welcome to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga, a teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth of God's Word. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.thepastormax.ng. Father, thank you because I'm anointed to teach. Thank you because your people are anointed to receive. And together our faith is built up in the knowledge of the person of Jesus. I pray that light and understanding will come forth in and through your word. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Just like that said, um, I still have quite a number of reports, you know, people just sending in. And um, people sending in messages about how impactful the meeting was. And literally people watched from all over the world, literally. Uh, Holland, Kenya, just all over. And I believe that as a ministry, we have also set a precedent and a marker for the body of Christ. And, uh, and, 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 and that's, that's very important. Just put it off. I'm fine without it. Thank you. I believe that we have set a marker and it's a precedent. It's something that others are going to follow. And I trust God that God will give us the grace to continually to lead in the name of the Lord Jesus. This morning, I'll continue along the lines of what uh, has been shared in the last couple of weeks on the subject of the mind. So I'll call this transformed by mind renewal. Transformed by mind renewal. I believe that when the Lord begins to emphasize something greatly in a season, we ought to stay with that emphasis until we get what God wants to tell us. God does not waste words. God does not waste instructions. And that's why it's important that uh, when you stay in a place like this where you're being taught the word of God, like I always encourage our people, get a proper note for these messages. These are life-changing truths that will change your life. And so you treat them that way. You reverence the Word. The level of expectation you put on the Word of God is the level of manifestation you will get. That's why uh, a preacher can go somewhere and there is a flow of the grace of God. And he goes somewhere else and that grace uh, doesn't flow as much. It's not the preacher that determines the flow of grace. It's the people. Did you hear that? Who determines the flow of grace? The people. It wasn't Jesus who determined if the woman with the issue of blood would be healed. Who, who drew that power from Jesus? It's the woman. Come on, are you here? It's the woman. When Jesus talked to Peter about the woman, what did Peter say? He said, many people are doing what? Are pressing at you. Many people are trying to get a hold of you. Now, it means that, listen carefully again, it means that that woman got a hold of Jesus with a different mind. Why? Because she had been saying, if I touch... I will be healed. While other people might likely be saying, Let's, let me touch and see if anything will happen. Do you realize that there are people who approach life that way? There are people who approach life and say, I'm going to get into this business and I will excel. And there are others who approach life to say, you know what? Let's try if this will work. So let's go to Romans chapter 12. I'll pick a few verses. Verse 1 and 2. And I'll, I'll give you four words there. Romans chapter 12. Very popular verse of scripture. But sometimes we don't understand how powerful this verse is. Romans chapter 12 and verse 1. Therefore... I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, 
to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. The, the Lord is... <clears throat> The Lord is leading me along these lines and uh, I, I, I don't have the full revelation yet, but I'm still studying along these lines. We haven't really understood the fact that the way we treat our bodies can be an act of worship to God. Because your body was bought. And therefore, if you are dedicating your body to God, you ought to treat your body to live long and live right. You know, gluttony is a sin. You know that? You know what gluttony is? It's not glucose. You know what gluttony is, right? Overeating is a sin. You know that? So if God connects overeating as sin, it also means that there are certain things that shouldn't come into your body because it's the temple of the living God. And you want the temple in the right shape to achieve the purpose of God. We'll talk about that some other day. So make sure you eat all your ice cream and everything you want to eat first before we get into that message. But you ought to leave and handle your body like you are here for a long time. Without this body, no plan of God for your life can be fulfilled. You need this body to operate on the earth. And so you look after it. And when I say look after it, I don't mean makeup. Because some have wonderful makeups, but inside is make down. Junk all the time. You have to look after your body. You have to offer it to God as a living sacrifice. Praise God. Now, verse 2. And do not, which is our emphasis, do not be conformed. Now, that word, do not, is not a suggestion. Right. Are you here or you're going home? Say amen if you're here. Okay. If I say, do not sit on that chair, am I giving you a suggestion? What am I giving you? A command. And if you don't obey a command, what does that make you? A disobedient person. So when, when Paul was writing to us in Romans chapter 12, writing to the saints in Rome in Romans chapter 12 verse 2, he was not giving us a suggestion. He was giving us a command, right? He says, do not be conformed to this world. Then, he gives us another command. He says, but be what? Be transformed. We, got, we have to talk. Okay? But be what? Transformed by the word. Renewing of your mind so that... Now, the word so that means... If you don't do A, B, C, you can't get to D. If you want D, then you have to do A, and you have to do B, and you have to do C, and then you get a what? D. So, if I'm not conformed, and I am transformed by the renewing of my mind, then only then can I prove the will of God. Now, the word to prove the will of God is not to, it's not like you're testing the will of God. It's more like becoming a living proof of the will. So, let's look at this verse. Four words stands for us. Number one is the word confirmed. The word confirmed means it's a Greek word which means to fashion in accordance with to conform to a pattern a mold then I like these two definitions it means to assimilate oneself to something 
to assimilate. Now, interestingly, he uses the word to, to be passive. To be passive. To be passive. You take on, you assimilate. Let me show you something. Give me those two bottles of water, the small one and the long one. Let me show you something. All right. What's in my hand? Bottle of water. Bottle of water. All right. This is a smaller size, right? Talk to me. This is a smaller size, right? This is a longer size. If I take this water and I pour it into this one, what shape is it going to take? The shape of this water, right? If I take this same water from this shape and pour it into this shape, what is it going to take? If I bring a bowl, a flat bowl, and I turn this water from this bottle into the flat bowl, what is it going to take? That is conforming. Conforming means anywhere they turn you, you will take that shape. You assimilate, listen, you assimilate your life to wherever you find yourself. You assimilate your life to your surrounding. Do, do you follow that? There is no, there is no resistance. It's passive. You're just there. What will be, will be. When it's my turn, things will turn. You're just passive about life. And God says, hey, um, I don't want you to be confirmed. Now, he tells us something. He says to this world. The, the word, world there, is the Greek word aeon. It means the system of things or the cause of this life. There is a cause of this life. There is a cause of this life. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 2 to 3. Paul tells us. Let's, let's look at this. Ephesians chapter 2. Let me show you something. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 2 to 3. In which you, were formerly, you formerly worked according to the curse of this world. According to the curse of this world. There is a curse of this world. There is a direction the world is going. And that's why uh, Paul says, hey, don't be conformed to that curse. Don't, don't go that way. Look at what he says. According to the prince of the power of the air, of the spirit that is now working in the sons of disobedience. Do you remember what I said? When he says do not, if you, if you don't obey that, what are you? The son of disobedience. Among them, we too all formerly lived in the lust of our flesh, indulging the desires of the flesh and of the mind. Did you see that there? And were by nature children of wrath. The desire of the mind. Going into places and are bringing a change, assimilating. Confirming. Many times we are not standing out because we're confirming. And so we can't see the will of God. People wonder, why are you, why are you this blessed? Why are you having this? Why are you, I, I'm not trying to make the world love me. The scripture says, a friend of the world is an enemy of God. We are not here to fit in. But look at what the next word. It says be what? Transformed. Everybody say transformed. So the, the world, world means a period of time, a character, a life, an age, a state of things, or the present order of nature. But I like the word transform. The word transform in the Greek, it means to change the external form. In fact, the scripture uh, example we have is what happened to Jesus in the mountain with uh, Peter um, and, and, and Elijah, right? When Elijah and Moses appeared. The Bible says the countenance of his face was changed and he was transfigured. It came out from the inside of him. 
Transformation simply means that we are not conforming. We're the ones changing. We're the ones changing to transform, to change the mold. Now, if you were to, to, to put maybe a solid object, let's say you took a ball, um, uh, an iron ball, and you were trying to force it through this thing, you know what's going to happen? It will break it open, it will take the shape of that ball. The ball is not going to conform to this shape. This thing will have to open up to make a room for that. Are, are you following what I'm saying? Saints, if you live your life to conform to this world, you will fail. The world was not designed to love the church. The world was not designed to be honest. The world was not designed to have good people. This world is under the force of the wicked one. Praise God. So, uh, the, the word transformation also speaks of metamorphosis. Huh? When you have a butterfly. You know, when you see the butterfly, it's beautiful. Just beautiful. But that's not how it started. Something on the inside changes the butterfly. If you try to change... How many of you have seen the cocoon of the butterfly before? Okay. Some of you have seen it. You don't just know it's called cocoon. So just raise your hand. If I ask again, just raise your hand. How many of you have seen the cocoon of the butterfly before? Just raise your hand. Let your neighbor just know that we've all... You know it. I know you know it. I don't know the native name. You know the native name. I know the English name. But both of us know what we're talking about. Right? When you see that cocoon of the butterfly and you say, oh, this thing is taking too much time. And you just take a very sharp knife and say, I want to help the butterfly out. What's going to happen? Come on, somebody. Who have tried it before? What's going to happen? I can hear you, church. What's going to happen? Will it ever become a butterfly? Listen to me, saints of God. Nothing outside of you will help you. Everything outside of you that tries to help you will kill you. Change starts from the inside of you. It starts from your mind. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That's why no matter the foreign aids we have gotten as a nation, we are still not developed. You know why? External, there's nothing like external help. Hey, saints, there is nothing like external help. Where does help come from? Inside out. That's why if God wants to help a man, the first thing God gives that man is a word. How many of you heard when dad was talking about his transition in ministry? 1979, God spoke to me like this. 1962, God told me like this. 1978, April, God told Do you understand that? God is, this ministry is not better from an external support. It's inside. That's why God will give you words which are invisible substance to renew your mind. So God will say, let the weak say, I'm strong. Because if I can get your mind to believe that you're strong and your confession to line up with what your mind says, your body will prove the will of God. Are you still here? Now quickly, the word renewal means renovation. That's what it means, renovation. It means to renovate. Huh? Here, we don't understand renovation. Because our renovation is, is um, we, when we say we're renovating a structure, is to patch. Have your landlord ever renovated the house? Have you stayed in the house where the landlord renovated the house? You now told the man that, who sent you? Because when your landlord wants to renovate the house, he'll just walk around. He said, landlord, there's crack here. He said, no worry, bring cement. We'll just buy 200 naira cement and plaster the thing. And that's not renovation. Actually, when a proper renovation is done, when you go through that place, you will almost ask yourself, was there a building here? In fact, in, in, the, in, in the developed countries, some of them, some, some people call it remodeling. There might be a house like this. The door was here. The, the bathroom was here. And they bring in people to remodel and renovate. By the time they are done, they transform. What God is saying is, listen, your mind right now where you are is outdated. Renovate it. 
You're trying to do a 2022, uh, you're trying to get into 2022 and do the things that God is putting in your heart with a 1998 mind. Some of you is not even 1998. The mind you actually have was taken from your grandfather. So we're dealing with, we're dealing with hundreds of years here. Belief systems that are formed by the world. And so it's difficult. See, God loves you. God doesn't hate you. God doesn't want you suffering. God doesn't want you sick. God doesn't want you limited. You are the one limiting yourself. The day you choose to break free and renew and transform your mind is the day you experience victory. I cannot fail in life. I cannot be down in life. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Every tongue that rises up against me, I shall condemn in judgment. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. That's not just a confession. That's mind renewal program. I take the word of God and I renovate my mind. So let me show you seven areas you need to renovate your mind. Of course, the word mind in the Greek is nuos. Nuos means mind, thinking, understanding, insight. It is the man whose mind is renewed that can experience the totality and the fullness of God's will. Romans 6.16 says, To whom you obey, that person you have become a slave to. You know what God said to Gideon? God told Gideon, Hey, you're a mighty man of valor. Go save Israel. What did Gideon say? If you don't know it, you're going to give me an offering. What did Gideon say? If you, if you can beat your chest that you know it, raise your hand. What did Gideon say? What did Gideon say? What did Gideon say? I'm the least in my father's house. What did the angel say? Go in this that might. Which might? What did he call him? A mighty man of valor. Can you see that? God's program is that Gideon is a mighty man of valor. Gideon's program is that I'm the least in my father's house. And God says, I can't use you until you renovate your mind. Hey, if God can crest across to your mind. You know, sometimes when we started church in the early days, when we're doing um, Sunday school contributions, some people say, you know, we poor people. I had to stop them. Don't say that. Don't say that. I had to renovate the mind. Give them nails from the word. Paint from the word. Wood from the word. And keep nailing. And keep nailing until you build a new house. But the challenge here is this, pay attention to this, is that we conform instead of renewing to be transformed. So I'll show you seven areas. Number one, seven essential areas you need mind renewal or we all need mind renewal. Number one, our perception of the kingdom. In Luke chapter 17 verse 20 to 21, the scripture says the Pharisees came to ask Jesus when the kingdom of God will come. And Jesus said, the kingdom of God will not come with observation. Neither will people say what? Lo here or lo there is the kingdom. It says the kingdom is within you. Uh, some other translations like the Amplified say, the kingdom is within, around and in your midst. Listen to me, saints of God. Pay attention to this. If you have a futuristic perception of the kingdom, you will not maximize the benefits of the kingdom now. The kingdom is here and it's now and it's advancing. This is what I mean. If you think in your mind, right? One day, when I go to heaven, I will not be sick anymore. It means before you go there, you can be sick. I don't know if you get my point. Believers have lived almost all their life just waiting for the blessed hope. But then the scripture says, Christ in you, the hope of glory. 
So you can either have a futuristic perspective to the kingdom or you can have a present reality perspective and an advancing reality to say, hey, the kingdom of God is in me. The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. I am going to manifest the kingdom now. It changes the way you talk. It changes your expectation. Matthew 6, 32. Show you something there. Matthew chapter 6. Are you still in this house? Say amen or something. Say amen. Say praise the Lord. Say something. Matthew 6. Hallelujah. Go to verse 32. For the Gentiles eagerly seek all these things. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. Does God know what you need? But you know some of us act like God doesn't know. Do you know why it looks like God? Now, for every scripture I'm going to read now, two things you'll do for me, right? There, find out what is confirmation and find out what is what? Transformation. Okay, so let's read it. If you get the answer right, we'll extend your membership. Matthew 6, 32. For the Gentiles eagerly seek all these things, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Come on now, tell me. You guys are brilliant. You can get this. What is confirmation there? No, what's, con- what's the confirmation there? Running after the things the way the Gentiles run. That is what? Confirming. We assimilate their life. What's transformation there? You seek first the kingdom. So if you, listen now, listen. What's the will of God you need to prove there? What's the will of God you need to prove here? All things being added. Did you get that? Those of you at the back, did you get it? Okay. You're almost looking like you paid our school fees. Alright. It means, if I go about the kingdom, if I go about life, running, hustling, you know people like it, God bless my hustle, God bless my hustle. Thank God for your ignorance. Alright? If you are hustling the way the other people are hustling, what is happening? You are conforming. But in renewing your mind, what happens? You begin to seek first the kingdom of God. And what happens? You will prove the will of God by having what? All other things added. So if you don't renew your mind, all other things will not be added. It's not God's fault. It's your mind. Pastor shared a testimony. When we had all this stuff and he, he shut down his store. He, he had to come here the testimony. Shut down his shop for like two, three days, attending to some businesses, church, had it come do some stuff in church. And he went back and he made sales what, what he should have. If he had stayed in store those three days, he would not have made it. You know what? That is how the kingdom works. I'm not saying go close your shop. But then there's a problem if you cannot close your shop one day in a week to come and serve God. Hey, child of God, there's a problem with you. You won't see the manifestation of God's will. There is a big problem. If you cannot shut down your shop for one day a week and sit in the house of God and be relevant in the house of God and hear the word of God and fellowship with the brethren, you are assimilating. You are conforming to this world. And if you want to prove the will of God, you have, your mind needs to be renewed. Muslims don't negotiate. We had a, we had a, a Muslim security guy who was with us. He just told us on Friday I'm going to the mosque. So on Friday we do his work. So on Friday we are the one guarding. The man, it has, it's not a prayer point. And if you say he cannot go, what will he do? He will leave your work for you. That's, that's somebody who has been transformed by the renewing of his mind in the line of Quran. See, what you believe is your actions. Eh? So if you are seeking the way the Gentiles are seeking, Paul is saying, hey, 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 you are assimilating. You are assimilating. One of the guys who came with us, he's gone back now. One of the guys who came with us, one of the, the, the other brother who came with us, they paid them on Sundays to work. He told them, I'm not, I'm not, not taking Sunday. I've got to be in church. Denied himself that pay. All is in church. And you know what? The Lord has been blessing him where he is. He's almost like the supervisor now. He, in fact, the supervisor calls him. 
being promoted, just blessed. But that wasn't how he was thinking before. Because when you are confirmed to this world, you will think that over time, that extra money can buy, buy, I can buy chicken. So your mind is, this, this can just do chicken. I, a pastor will send the message now, nah, that's why I love daddy, he will just send. You think God wrote the Bible with WhatsApp in mind? Are you following? No, I mean, it looks, it looks like I'm joking, but this is serious. Because we have people who are running after what God knows that they need. God already knows. When we're coming for this meeting, I, I kind of felt my son wanted to wear a suit. He hardly wears suits. So I knew. And when I came, asked my brother Moselle, I said, hey, can you help get, get, go get this man one suit? So they went and they bought the suit. Imagine if we landed the program. And he said, hey, son, go and greet grandpa. He said, no, I, I, I'm trying to go and get a suit. Do you know how frustrated I will be? In the first place, you don't have enough money to buy a suit. In the second place, you are in a new place. You don't know anybody. Do you think you know people in this world? Oh, you've lived in this world before? Let's know now if you are a reincarnation of your grandfather. Pastor Francis, have you lived here before? No. Are you following this? Come on, did you get what I'm trying to say? God knows what you need by December. Seek his kingdom. And when December 31st come, what you need, he will add to you. So you got to renew your mind there. Treat the kingdom like a treasure. Matthew 13, 44. It says, a man found the kingdom and he sold all he had to purchase the field. Oh, this man, this man, this man, this man, this man touches my bone. Matthew 13, 44. Of course, I'm not sure I'll be able to finish this message. So wherever we stop, it's fine. Matthew 13, 44. Matthew 13, 44. Have you learned something this morning? The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in the field. So the kingdom is not open. It's for seekers. It's for seekers. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You think if I come to your house now, your jewels, if I see any jewel outside, I know it's not real good. How many of you ladies come and talk to me? How many of you keep real gold outside? It's not real gold. If I see it outside, I know it's fake. You know in those days where our mothers used to keep money before wallet came, you will almost have to peel them naked because you remove the first wrapper, remove the second wrapper. And if you put your hand inside that, that's umuamua. <laughs> like six inches. So there was no way robbers could because if you want to rob them, it simply means that you are going to strip them naked. Treasure. Treasure. The kingdom is a treasure. Let's stop treating the things of God like it's optional. It's a treasure. Look at the attitude of this man. He says, which a man found and he hid again and from joy over it, he goes, he goes all and sells all that he has and buys the field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a mansion seeking fine pearls. And upon finding one pearl of great value, he went and sold all that he had and bought it. Do you, do you, do you know what this means? Imagine selling everything you have because you found one thing. Mind renewal. Because confirmation will say, hey, why not keep all these things? Are you that passionate about the kingdom? How do you come to church? Hmm? Anytime you like, just stroll in. Ah, it's church. Huh? Can be early for interviews, early for business, early to play. You know, even some of you who are watching football, 30 minutes before the time, you say, I don't want to miss anything. I don't like distraction. I want to focus on this match. You're that early. But church, ah, it's a kingdom of treasure to you. Is the kingdom a treasure to you? Is God's word a treasure to you? 
It'll show how you treat the word. The things you have been taught here, are you writing them down in a good journal? You know, in our church in Boni, they know. I don't allow people to carry, I was dear to church. You know, some people, their, their church message notice, I was dear. When Bisola wedded Titilayo. Hmm? That's what they brought for church on Sunday. Then the next Sunday as they were coming, Papa at 80, we celebrate life. When did when did Tilayo want Busola? They have forgotten that one. Then the next day they are coming, champagne at four. Jomoke goes to church. So by the time you say, where is your message notes? You don't. No, you're not treating the word of God like value. Get a proper diary. Write the things. Are you following what I'm saying? You will be able to go back and say, oh, I learned this message. I mean, I can show you, and I've showed them many times, I can show you diaries I had in this church when dad was still teaching. Some of the messages I teach are messages I've heard long ago. Just go rework on them and teach them. Because the word of God is truth. After all, I'm reading Romans now. It was Paul that wrote it. I mean, I didn't write Romans. The word of God is ever living. So you've got to treat the kingdom like a treasure. The next way, you need to respond and renew your mind. I'll just do three and then we can begin to wrap up. I have seven, so we'll think of how to finish the rest. How we respond to relationship. How we respond to relationship. I think the other ones are easier. I can just give them to you as points and then you go study them. How do we respond to relationship? Matthew chapter 5 verse 43 this one will hit home transformation and renewal Matthew chapter 5 verse 43 to 44 I want all of us to read together can we read together church can we read together because I don't want to say you did not hear so let's read it together. Everybody, let's go. We'll read from the, let's use the, the projector. Want to go, everybody? You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Let's pause there. What was said? Love your neighbor and hate what? That's a curse of the world. Okay? 44. But I say to you, Love your enemies and pray for those who do what? Do you think you need mind renewal to leave this out? What, what should you do to your enemies? Eh? I know some of you, even to say it, is, is, you are finding it difficult. What should you do to your enemies? What does the world say we should do to our enemies? Do you, do you think we need mind renewal there? I know, I know that's what looking at this scripture now, you are just looking at people that I know, but this one. You no, know, that's what's going through your mind. But this one, Pastor, just leave that matter. I'm on it. <laughs> but do, do you think we need mind renewal where this is concerned? That if I see that this man is my enemy, then I start working on my mind to deliberately love that man. If not, I will not be able to prove the will of God that comes from loving the man I should hate. You can prove that will. You know, sometimes we carry baggage of hatred all around us and it stops the flow of God's blessing. And I tell people this, the reason I easily forgive is nobody is worth the blessing of God on my life. You're not worth the anointing. You're not worth the increase. Because your hatred does nothing to me absolutely. Your hatred can only impact me if I hate you also. And I don't mean using your status as a method of passing subtle information. They buried me. They thought I would die, but they did not know I was a seed. You know you are tired. Eh? You, you, know, you, you know you are tired. Let my haters leave so they will see how long because God wants to do something leave in me. You, you know you are, you are tired. 
They buried you. They didn't know that you were a seed. Now you have grown. So if where you are now, you call it growth, that seed should be buried more. She leave all those things. Let me tell you this today. Nobody's hatred has the capacity to stop your increase. Not one person. It's when you engage that space that you allow the toxic environment of people and words and all of that get into your space. Your space should be so protected that it's a love zone. Did you see that? Come on, did you see that? 45. Look at this. Look at the reward. Look at the will of God you are going to prove. So that you may be sons of your father who is in heaven. How does our father in heaven walk? He causes his son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. Did you see what the Bible says? It says God causes <laughs> on the evil. God said, take son. You should have that kind of life. Bless those who are wicked to you. Just bless them. That's how you know that you're of your father. Are you following this? Don't plan to pay people back. I cannot forget. I can forgive, but I cannot forget. Even though I'm, uh, this, I'm a human being. A human being cannot. It's not all those things now. You have time. So if we check your life now, there are shelves of unforgiving issues. This one, 1972, April, April 2nd. April 2nd was a Tuesday. That Tuesday was a full market day. That's a full market day. There was a real fair that price. That's 10 years ago. You have all those things stuck in your head. So when God is speaking to you, no space. Five full, five full, delete five, delete five. No, no space. You're wondering, I don't have a vision for the future. I don't know what tomorrow holds. You are holding tomorrow because there's no space for God to talk to you about tomorrow. In your dream, you are either pursuing somebody or they are pursuing you. Come on, let's read that scripture again. Let's read that scripture again. Go back. Matthew 5, 43. You have heard it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, transform your mind. Love your enemies. Look at your neighbor and say, love your enemies. Did they hear? If they didn't hear, tell them I love you. So that in case they are your enemies, you just tell them I love you. Hey, come on. You know what you're going to do today? Write the names of all your enemies and take them up and say, you know what? I love you. I love you. I love you. I feel like killing you, but I love you. I feel like you should die, but I love you. I love you. I love you. Glory to God. Yeah. You know what? We can only do it by faith. I mean, there are some people as I'm preaching to you now. I wish God would give me a sledgehammer. Let me just do it once and for all. But I use my faith also. I say, I love you. I love you. I don't feel like it, but I love you. If not for God, but I, do you understand? I will want you to die, but I love you. And after you do that for a while, the love of God is shared abroad in your heart. We don't only use faith for money. We use it to love the unlovable. The guy is wicked, but I love you. This is the will of God we're going to prove. Then he says, so that you may be the sons of your father who is in heaven. How do I know you are a son of God? When you love your enemies. The cause of the world is to hate your enemies. But when we renew our mind, <laughs> he says, for he causes his rain to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? That means if you love only those who love you, you cannot prove the will of God. There's no reward there. Because even the Habalist does the same. He says, do not even the tax collectors do the same. If you greet only your brothers, what more? Are you doing that others? You know, you know, sometimes in church we have people we don't greet. 
You know, we just tell ourselves, I have told myself, I want to respect myself. You are not respecting yourself, you are assimilating to the world. You are not respecting, it's not self-respect. It's, res- it's self-respect that is disobedient to the word of God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Hey, the, uh, I know the place will be quiet. But you know what? Renovation is not easy. Do you think if Jesus respected himself, he would have come to die for us? Do you realize on his way to the cross, they spat on him? Imagine you, son of God, and Pastor Francis, they now spit on you. We say, God, I know we're on a mission. I, I, I will be back. Give me two minutes. Let's postpone the time to Tuesday. See, my... <laughs> See, my brother, it's you I want to die for, but if you are not careful, <laughs> then if you are not careful, I will remove your name. Are you, are you joking with me? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> somebody say, um, Pastor, this is difficult. That's why you're a Christian. You didn't come to do easy stuff. And my friends will think that I'm not wise. Then change your friends. You have bad friends. Because you, you have friends who would allow you to disobey the word. They're bad people. Love them as bad guys. You should have friends that say, hey, this guy has hurt you, but this is what the word of God says. You do the word. Encourage you to do the word. Are you following this? Encourage you to do the word. Saints, is doing the word going to be easy? No, sir. No, sir. The other one I want to talk about was finances. The word says keep. God says give. Then the other one I want to talk about was words. It says let not coerce jesting and foolish words come out of your mouth. Let every word that come out of your mouth be seasoned with grace. Don't worry. When I come back next time, we'll continue from here. Right? I went to buy ice cream. And um, the girl there, in like one minute, she said, Chris, you know you're Chris? Yeah. Ah, so I, I now called the ice waiting. So I, so I, I stopped. I said, I said, I said, I observe in like four minutes, you've used the word Chris, 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 Chris like four times. I said, why do you talk like that? He said, oh, that's, that's how we talk here. Even this one. I said, but... I said, but you're a very beautiful girl. I said, let your beauty and the words that come out of your mouth be the same. He said, thank you, sir. I said, don't ever say that again. I said, that's why you're different. Of course, the other girls did not hear. If not, I would not have come there alive. So I said, but you realize that you are more beautiful than them. She now smiled. I said, so if you are more beautiful than them, your words should be better than their words. She said, thank you, sir. In one minute, they were Chris, you Chris, Chris, Chris. I'm like, what is what's your, what is happening here? I just realized I'm I'm back in worry. Where words don't mean anything. Huh? It says, let not foolish words come out. Because if your words are going to produce results, you must learn to say the right words. If you're going to be able to look to the mountain and say, no man will eat words from you anymore. Bitter and sweet water must not flow out. Retain your mouth for faith-filled words. Not every joke should be cracked. Oh, there's something in our church and around our team and I like it. You know, when we're trying to give an example, in, in my church they'll tell you, even in the example, don't, don't use it as an example. There was one that was trying to say something in the office. You know, because sometimes even you need to keep yourself a check. I was trying to say something in the office. I was trying to give an example with one of my staff. And he said, sir, sir, even in the example, I said, I know, I'm just, sir, sir, in the, why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't, we don't even use wrong words in the example. Because it can happen. Hmm? Oh, it can happen. If you don't think it can happen, then why do you believe the right one you say will happen? You see, train yourself that every time you speak, Grace comes out. Are you hearing what I'm saying? When you greet people, greet people like they have a future. Money. I'll just, I mean, if I'm there, I'll just wrap your money in and take a red pack and throw it back at you. Be excited about life. Oh, good to see you. How are you? Be excited. You see, things are not easy. 
they won't become easy by if things are not easy and you are sad it will grow worse if things are not easy that's when to pull the plug joy with, with, with joy shall you draw waters from the well of salvation are you hearing what I'm saying glory to God hallelujah well stand on your feet praise God thank you Lord Jesus hallelujah oh thank you father we renew our mind <laughs> we submit to the word we submit to the word we submit to the word hallelujah we submit to the word i submit myself to the word are we praying together in this place i submit myself to the word in the name of jesus i'll say what the word says i'll believe what the word what the word says i should believe i can do what the word says i'll be able to do glory to god hallelujah look at me everyone look at me there's no reason in this life why you should fail are you hearing what I'm saying that business can become the biggest on the line that business can grow that ministry can grow that finance can come in that contract can pull in we're not here to clap for others we're here to play the game we're not here to watch others we're here to do the game God has a purpose for, for us from the foundation of the world we're not here to admire we're here to take over hallelujah glory to God I like some faith to be pumped up in your heart I like you to get back to the word of God and say if the word of God says it I believe it and that settles it and lock your mind on that glory to God thank you Lord Jesus I pray for everyone here in the service this morning that the blessing of God will rest upon you I decree over you in the name of Jesus this year will be your best year ever I decree over you in the name of Jesus I said by December 31st 2022 you will look back and say this year has been the best year ever in the name of Jesus I unlock doors of supernatural favor I unlock doors of supernatural favor breakthroughs for your life healings breakthroughs in your business breakthroughs in your finances may there be a new wave of favor in this house in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ I call you blessed in Jesus mighty name we pray well give the Lord a shout out of praise glory to God thank you for listening to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga we encourage you to share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.pastormax.ng. We would like to hear from you. Send us an email, info at pastormax.ng. Or you can call 0805-888-7575. God bless you.